This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. From the southernmost point of Dorne to the lands of always winter, and what is west of Westeros and the shadows in the east, this is Casterly Talk, a special update episode, podcast only. I'm Ken Napsuck. Hello, friends. How are you? So, uh, we were all set to get back on the rewatch hype, if you're one of those folks that listens to podcasts in order. Maybe you're one that just uh, pokes around. Or you're playing catch-up. So if this is years of the future, hello, you could probably skip this episode. This is an update. This is a business update. This is a casually talk update. Uh, and uh, I'll be talking for a few minutes here about things uh, going forward. So uh, long story short, over the last year or so, I've been working with uh, some pals of mine on another uh, channel, um, another network. Uh, it's called the GPA. Uh, also called the Good People Association. We had some fun. We had some struggles. It didn't work out. But uh, one of the things that had happened is I had kind of moved Castly Talk, which was independently owned and operated by me and my company, Morning Drive Media, uh, into the um, GPA circle and uh, under uh, that banner, part of uh, a network. And one of the reasons is we had hoped to build a podcast feed. And uh, that's ended, uh, what ended up uh, happening. And the fine folks at Blue Wire Podcast had... Uh, Reached on out to uh, me initially to recruit uh, me for, like, Napsack file stuff. And I just didn't feel that was right for that show, that feed, and what I do over at Saturday Night Napsack. So uh, we said, how about this? How about instead of just one hack comic, how about you get an entire feed uh, called the GPA and some shows underneath it, including the afternoons with Josh Cannon and Amanda and Rosie and Casterly Talk. And that uh, ended up being the deal. Been a good time over there. Uh, we tried. We tried to make GPA work for a lot of other things, a lot of other reasons. It didn't work out. But Cashly Talk remains, and it's something I'm uh, having a lot of fun doing. And we are looking forward to House of the Dragon. That's coming soon in this calendar year. Oh, that's crazy to even stop and think about. And we've been doing uh, the things on the YouTube channel. We have those. So uh, if you haven't checked out the YouTube channel, a lot of you might be podcast uh, only or podcast first. Uh, give at least um, at least give the YouTube channel a sub. Just search for Castly Talk. We're trying to grow that channel out, monetize that channel, all those kind of things. But this is uh, I myself am, am a podcaster and broadcaster at heart, so I always go uh, audio first, uh, which is a fun medium for me. So, anyways, long story short, uh, because GPA is not around, uh, we had the opportunity to uh, do something with Castly Talk, and I uh, decided to uh, I had a couple options, but I decided to take back the ownership of the show from uh, uh, the other companies and separate it um, from uh, the old deal with Blue Wire. Uh, Blue Wire is great, big company. If you're a sports fan, all those kind of stuff, I highly recommend that. They were trying to build out a lot of their comedy and pop culture talk. Uh, they're still doing it. There was going to be sports first. I'm a sports fan. I love a good sport. Love a good sport podcast. Uh, but it uh, wasn't, I, I, for me, in the end of the day, uh, I, I, it, it wasn't about it, it being a good fit or not. It just was... Um, to my advantage, I think, to take this show back entirely for me, um, meaning under the um, 
the banner of Morning Drive Media, my company. So that's what we're doing. There's the update. Goodbye. No. Uh, this episode is uh, going to be released through Anchor, where I uh, had uh, hosted my show for a long time. Still use Anchor for Saturday Night Napsack and other shows. Um, where you host your podcast is, uh, you know, it, it's a very personal decision, and I have a lot of recommendations of do's and don'ts. Blue Wire was great. Great for GPA. Uh, probably not great for Castly Talk. Anchor has been great for Castly Talk. Podomatic uh, was an old feed of mine. Uh, you know, I used to host Saturday uh, Saturday uh, Files before it was Saturday Night Napsack Force Center on Podomatic. Love that company. Great company. Uh, very personal help and response from that company. Um, Force Center left there to go to Anchor. Force Center's left Anchor to go to Acast. Uh, Castly Talk is uh, now back on Anchor. All that to say. Castly Talk is now back on Anchor. And by having full control of the show, and not that I didn't have that before creatively, but to have it uh, from all angles, including, um, you know, ad support and what kind of shows to do, what kind of titles to have, all those kind of things, and building a YouTube show behind it. Uh, This is, uh, we're back to where we started, Castly Talk, which Castly Talk was my first go around with Anchor when it was Daily Thrones when they had reached out and hired me to do a daily Game of Thrones show for 10 minutes a day. The old the old days of Anchor, when it was just pretty much a phone app. Uh, now here we are, and I'm back, and I'm excited to be back. So anyways, that's kind of the update. That's kind of where we're going to be, and I'm excited to continue a lot of things. Having a lot of fun doing the rewatch. The rewatch can be wonderfully exhausting when you sit there and you do a couple uh, passes on the episode of Game of Thrones. You do your notes, and you talk about it. Uh, I also do it for video for the YouTube channel. Um, having a lot of fun doing that, but unfortunately, we, we, I paused a couple times in December. I was going to do a season four, episode three today, and I had no place to put the podcast. Um, that was also the big, it was like, everything was paused. Uh, and, uh, that's just kind of sometimes what happens. So the anchor feed is going to be back up and running. In fact, this episode's going to serve as kind of a test to make sure it's back up and running and in my full control. Uh, I feel like Tywin Lannister, give me the podcast feed. You're being counseled at this very moment. So, uh, I'm excited, man. Excited to get the rewatch going, kind of get through it and get ready for House of the Dragon. I can see a scenario that when House of the Dragon comes back, then maybe we do two episodes a week. If the rewatch, and it will still be going, but if the rewatch is still going, we'll do that. We love looking back, and we'll also look ahead and at the present day with House of the Dragon. Really excited about that. And want to uh, really, truly uh, get us ready for House of the Dragon and what that even means. And what do you, as a listener, especially if you're a long-time listener, going back to Day of the Thrones and Castle Talk Days, what do you want to hear to get ready for House of the Dragon. That's a wonderful conversation. Is it just predictions and theories? That's part of the fun. But I'm not here for that kind of stuff as much as I used to be. I want to see what the show's going to tell me. I want to see what the story is. I'm excited about the themes and what they're going to explore during this time and the Targaryen Civil War and the quest for power in a different era. What that will do to folks. What will it do when it is a supposed family? Uh, I, uh, I love everything that's potentially on the table there. But I also... Um, really know there are a lot of players to get to know. And I think that's something that we can do over here too. What are the names? What are the faces? Let's connect the names to the faces that we're going to see. What do they bring and what do they potentially represent in the show is something I am looking to do as well. I'm going to be rereading a lot of Fire and Blood. I have a lot of Star Wars books to read, a lot of history books I've uh, getting into. Uh, I'm really studying uh, U.S. election history lately. Just been having a lot of fun doing that. 
Uh, and then uh, baseball history books, a lot, of, a lot of books, a lot of books next to my, uh, you know, uh, on my table next to my bed. Star Wars ones are work over a four center and a fun work that is. Uh, but I'm going to be rereading Fire and Blood and pulling names and pulling situations and without spoiling, hey, this could potentially happen. Just saying, hey, here's what these uh, people are up to uh, this point of the story. Here's what they have done. Here's, again, what they potentially represent in the story because here's what they represent in the story that George R. R. Martin has put out already in the Fire and Blood Volume 1 history book. Um, and that's important to me too. And I guess it's just a, as we go into a new show, I, I almost want to hear from you guys. You can do so by using the hashtag Casterly Talk on uh, Casterly Talk. Excuse me. Let me not slur my words like I'm a uh, flea bottom drunk midday. Uh, just follow me at Catnapsock and hashtag Casterly Talk. You know, what, going into this show, whether you're a deep diving book fan or not from the old days, Song of Ice and Fire, whether you've read Fire and Blood, but if you're listening, you're probably a fan of Game of Thrones and you're a fan of the world. So we talk about the world of Ice and Fire, which is also a great book, by the way. As you go into House of the Dragon, what are you doing a little differently? Or are you doing anything a little differently going into this show? I'm in a different place when the show started. Because, number one, when the show started, I had really no idea what I was getting into. No idea it would change my life as a fan. Like, this would be something that would I would be watching and, and celebrating and diving into and dissecting years later. I was just like, I don't know. This seems like some HBO premium show. You know, I kind of like Boardwalk Empire. I like premium. I like Lord of the Rings. All right, let me just see if they're combining these two. Uh, I just fell in love with it immediately. Then went into the books. Then went into the map. Then went into the Funko Pops. Went into it all. But going into each season, I felt gave you a chance to reevaluate how you engage with the show. And as the show went on, how I looked at shows, how I looked at Star Wars movies and Star Wars shows and books changed. As I said, predictions and theories are fun, but that's not where I'm at. Where are you at, though? I want to know. We'll do all of it. But how many of you are, are, who are, who are veterans of the Game of Thrones days and the Game of Thrones wars in season six, seven, eight, eight, eight specifically, and definitely eight? Are you, and I'm not just talking about are you dubious, are you approaching it cautiously because the show burns you. I'm just saying, hey, if you're excited for House of the Dragon, how are you looking at it? How are you, quote, getting ready for it? Are you just wanting to um, take a, a, a pass through the book, Fire and Blood, or just kind of, you know, refresh yourself with the characters so that you can take the show as it is and interact with the show as it is presented? That's kind of where I'm at. I'm going to have my thoughts and predictions. Yes. I'm going to have my expectations. Yes. By the way, uh, with that story we covered last week in the show with George R. R. Martin and him, him saying such uh, wonderful words about uh, a version of the pilot he's seen or a version of episode one, I am, my excitement and my expectations are through the roof. I'm, my expectations are flying a dragon high over Westeros. Um, but how do, how do I carry those expectations into a show that is going to do what the show needs to do and wants to do for itself? What story is the show going to tell and how are you getting ready for that? I'm just curious. Just curious about that. Uh, and then uh, uh, maybe we'll approach House of the Dragon in a different way than we did uh, Game of Thrones from season to season. And, and the big reason for it has to do with my coverage of Star Wars to, to cross the fandom streams here. Um I used to be on a bunch of shows, YouTube-related shows and, and, and whatnot, where it was all about, hey, this new Star Wars movie's coming out. It's not about what you think the movie might be telling us or what do you think it's about. It's just simply give us predictions. Is is an, is a Y-Wing going to be in the movie? Is Leia, Leia going to be in this movie? Is the, the Ghost of Kenobi going to be in this movie? Uh, what do you think? What are your predictions? What are your plot predictions? Not a lot of time spent on what it all means. 
and how it all connects to our lives. And the reason I'm still going with Casterly Talk here, the reason we're still broadcasting, the reason I'm still going through the roof, if there was not House of the Dragon and the spinoffs, I'd still be talking about uh, Game of Thrones, the show, and of course the books. Because of what it means to me, I take things from these stories, lessons, advice, warning signs, obstacles to get around, pitfalls to avoid. It's, it's that kind of show for me. And that's why I'm still here. And so along the way, that kind of old way of looking at things, the after show effect, which are fun, by the way. I've done a lot of after shows. Uh, but the let's watch the show and race into a studio or race into a podcast recording session and let's give our initial hot take thoughts on the show we just watched and did it line up with the things that we predicted. It's fun to end a podcast by going, hey, next week on the show or in the next movie, what, what, what do you think is going to happen? What do, you, what do you want to happen? And uh, if it doesn't, you got to release yourself of that. And I just think that kind of discussion, rushing into the studio right after the show, is fun. And it gets you a lot of clicks and it gets a lot of hot takes out there. But it doesn't do a lot in the way of processing the show and processing the story. So I'm having a lot of fun still going back into the show. But as I get ready for House of the Dragon, that's really what I'm going to carry into it. And that's what changed for me as a Star Wars fan. Where going into a movie like Last Jedi, which did a lot to say, hey, we're going we're gonna to take a story and approach it in a different way. Uh, the best simple way to look at Last Jedi comes from my pal Joseph Scrimshaw over at Force Center. who says, uh, Last Jedi looks at all the themes that Star Wars has put before. All the things that Star Wars has said we need to value. Heroes and myths and taking action and making choices and how we make the choices and what choices we're making. Last Jedi takes those big ideas, deconstructs them, analyzes them, and at the end confirms that, yep, this is all of great value to us. This is why we need it. This is why Star Wars is powerful. And if you weren't in a position to accept that or go along on that journey, you, you might be fighting that movie still. And I think... As I went through that as a Star Wars commentator in 2017 into 2018 and then into 2019, by then I really changed my view in 2018 of how I take in these stories and analyze these stories and discuss these stories. I still carry expectations, predictions, and theories into the movies. And I still come out of the movies and the shows with expectations and theories and predictions. But I connect more with Star Wars than I have ever in my entire life. And I'm now connecting with Game of Thrones in a way that I've not connected with my entire life. So by the time season seven and season eight were rolling around, there are things in there that aren't always my favorite. Just as there were some things that aren't my favorite in the early seasons of Game of Thrones. It's just the way it is. But I'm taking more and I have taken more from those shows because of the way I've connected with what the show is saying. The show is commenting on the big myth and fables and fantasy of it all. So there you go. That's kind of the state of Castle talk. That's the kind of discussions I want to have about Game of Thrones as well as uh, in House of Dragon, as, as well as, uh, you know, getting the, the players on the, on the board and getting used to, uh, hey, who we're going to be watching here in this new series and what are the shows or what are the news bites and all that kind of stuff. Still want to do all that. That's kind of the big theme behind it. And I'm excited to say that once this transition to uh, back to Anchor is complete, uh, and it's in the process, and it's going on. Uh, we'll be back at it. 
Uh, probably need another week. We'll see. Hopefully not. Maybe I'll just do an audio update next week as well. But uh, we'll be back into season four. I have guest commentators coming in. More of that stuff going on. And then racing towards House of the Dragon, which we still, it could be maybe, maybe the surprise. They go, hey, it's next week or maybe it's December. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But I'm happy you're here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Let me know if you have any issues getting this particular episode. If you're like, hey, it's only popping up on Anchor, but not here, not there. I'd, I'd like to know. Transitioning podcasts is uh, is can be difficult. Shouldn't be, but it is. And redirecting RSS feeds and getting 301 redirects, it's, it's a whole thing. But I'm happy to do it again here. Happy to bring Castle Talk back home and back to you. Thanks for listening. See you next week, friends.